Welcome to the Jennings Wire online magazine podcast series, where we feature interviews with authors and experts. My name is Stacey Emerald Kaufman. I'm radio director of Annie Jennings PR, the national firm behind the online feature magazine sensation JenningsWire.com, a community of bloggers that share their personal experiences and wisdom gained throughout their lives. There's nothing like it on the web, and we invite you to visit JenningsWire.com to discover the blogger that is just right for you. And today's guest is Tony Burke. He's author of Where Will I Live Now?, which explores the challenges of providing new living accommodations for elderly parents and helps guide the search, offering tools to make informed decisions at a very hard, difficult time. So welcome, Tony. Thank you, Stacey. Glad to be here. But we're glad to have you. Now, what what are some of the things that caregivers and uh, alternative living administrators, what are some of the things that they do not tell you? What do people need to be aware of out there when they begin their search for their parents? Well, as you can imagine, the process um, of trying to find a suitable accommodation for an aging senior is quite daunting. And my wife and I have gone through that a couple of times, and um, we learned firsthand what a really challenging experience that is. And I've outlined that in the book, of course. And some of the things that um, you'll want to know, let's say, when you're searching for an alternative accommodation, such as an assisted living, as an example, but it could be any of the other, any number of other uh, living accommodations as well. Um, uh, you know, th- there are there are things that um, I don't want to say they keep hidden because that's not fair. It's just that they might assume you know <laughs> until you ask. Otherwise, they just may forget to tell you. Um, the uh, the interesting thing about it is, and, and it could be little things. Um, how does my mother? get down to the dining room. Very simple, right? But mom can't go by herself. Well, quite often, if they have to have a caregiver wheel your mother down or your father or some other aged loved one of yours to the dining room from their room, they'll charge you for that. Otherwise, they have to find their own way. And you don't know that until you really delve into what is available what does it cost? Is it extra? Is it included? And so on. And these these may sound, sound like little things, but, you know, there are many things that you have to consider, and they all add up. Um, right. You know, there right. are things such as, um, and I outline it in the book, questions that you really want to ask of the administrators, of the marketing people, and basically, you know, they're trying to sell a room, you know, quite frankly, uh, to, to someone who can no longer live alone any longer. And you'll want to know things basic things such as um and 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 we only learned this because we've gone through it but what percentage of your caregivers get a flu shot every year because as the CDC reports you know elderly people are susceptible uh, to flu at a higher rate than the average person and if the caregivers are not give, being given the the flu shots there's a good chance that they could be transmitting the flu virus to those residents. And that goes for any place where you've got a lot of people in a confined area like a a senior uh, living um, uh, facility such as assisted living or nursing home or or CCRC. So these are just a few examples of things that 
they may not go over. And you may not know unless you delve in and ask the question. And they're very basic questions. Right. So you found that uh, the health of the caregivers, you know, of course you want to protect your uh, your elderly loved one uh, as much as you can if you're not Absolutely. going to have them in your own home. Um, so a lot right. of things are out of your control. You don't know. So what are you, know, you mentioned things like uh, how will my parent get to the dining room? Uh, whether the caregivers get flu shots? Are there other questions that people wouldn't think of asking? Just give us a couple more examples so our listeners can jot these down and maybe they'll jog their minds to think of other things that they should be asking. Of course, there are all of these questions within your well, book, Where Will I Live Now? Yes, exactly. Well, some of the things that I and my wife basically recommend um, uh, that might answer that question are um, pretty pretty basic. Um, we, in fact, uh, went through the process, as I said, and we literally walked through each of the facilities uh, in in trying to assess whether or not it was going to be a good fit for, you know, the senior in our lives. And we watched the people. We asked questions of the residents. We noticed whether they were smiling and whether they appeared to be happy. We noticed if they uh, aggregated the residents, um, the seniors, in a, an area of the facility such as near a television. And how long are they seated there? Now, if you notice things such as that, you're going to want to ask the question, why are they sitting there for four hours? Mm -hmm. Do you not have any activities planned for them? What can you do to avoid that situation? And, you know, generally they're going to come up with an answer. Quite often, a lot of times we found that some places are short-staffed. They don't have the wherewithal to entertain each and every resident uh, to the degree that you might like them entertain. So they have to do things like put them in a living room situation and have them stare at a television, which is not always the best thing, we don't think, for someone that we care about. So that's right. just another example of a question that you might ask. And, and you might only learn that by watching and observing what goes on at that particular facility. Uh, and we highly recommend uh, that you do that. Tony, what would be the biggest mistake that people make when searching? Do you consider not visiting the facilities and walking through and observing the guests? Uh, do you observe or do you think that is the biggest mistake or what would be from your point That's of just, view? no, I think that uh, that's certainly important. But what I personally think the biggest mistake that people make um, who are in this situation is not looking ahead. Um, they have a senior who they believe uh, may have beginning to have difficulty living alone um, by what they observe. And, and the, the biggest problem is that I think, at least in our experience, is that they're not looking ahead to the time when that individual will be too old and or too frail to live alone uh, and not have a plan in place for what am I going to do now with my father or my mother or my aunt. Because yes, when the problem occurs in your life that your senior aging loved one is crying out for help, and a lot of times it's very silent, and you don't have a plan of action, you're going to be overwhelmed with the challenge of trying to 
figure out a way to help them. And more often than not, that is the case. Because if your mother or father or your sick aunt or whoever it happens to be becomes ill and they are aged, they are in their late 80s or even early 90s, and they cannot live alone anymore, sometimes you don't know because maybe you're not seeing them that often. And and that's what we have, have experienced. If you don't see them for a while, you don't know the shape that they're in until you actually go there, visit, and observe them. And at that point, it's like, ooh, we have to do something. What are we going to do? And that's the challenge that I see people have. And this is what I hear all the time from people that I deal with in the senior care industry. They they agree, they nod their heads, and they say that's exactly what happens. And so I think the biggest mistake, again, is not recognizing it early enough and developing a plan to be able to help that person, that senior in their life, um, transition comfortably um, and in a very healthy way from where they are now to where that they're going to be most comfortable. Well, Tony, this is certainly an issue that uh, that's impacting a lot of people, especially with, you know, the boomer generation, right? I mean, their parents. Um, and as the boomers get older, um, there's going to be a lot more people um, that. There's no be, question, and and yeah, there's, and there's thousands of people turning into boomers every day, as we know. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and right. Uh, the situation is, uh, it's it's going to get a lot worse, uh, statistically. Yeah. Uh, we all know that. And, you know, um, uh, unfortunately, it's not something that's top of mind with a lot of boomers and a lot of seniors. You know, I think people are optimistic by nature and they think, well, things are going to work out. Well, sometimes they don't work out. And right. um, you have to plan. You know, that's the key. Well, that's the number one thing, Tony. So I'd like to remind all of our listeners that uh, Tony Burke, he's available for other interviews and speaking engagements. You can find his book, where Will I Live Now on Amazon. You can also reach Mr. Burke at the email B as in boy, Tony, T-O-N-Y, at Comcast.net. Or you can give him a call for more information at 301-807-3107. That's 301-807-3107. So thank you, Tony. I appreciate you coming on and sharing this important well, You're welcome. It's my pleasure. This podcast is presented by Annie Jennings of the national publicity firm, Annie Jennings PR, the creator of Jennings Wire Online Magazine, a diverse community of talented, insightful, and relevant bloggers that share helpful and perhaps life-changing posts and podcasts. Please enjoy more posts on JenningsWire.com and discover bloggers that could be perfect for you. Till next time.